All right, we're recording. Hello, and welcome to the Demo Team Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We've got little Geronimo here with us today. Um, welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you today. What's up? How's it going? Yo, yo, um, if you guys hey, can guys. Uh, all introduce yourselves that would and be- what you do in the band. Yeah. Um, I'm David. I play drums and do a lot of like the merch and art and stuff. Um, yeah. I'm Adam. I play guitar. I'm Brandon and I sing and write stuff sometimes. I'm Turner and I play bass. And then we have Nick coming as well, but uh, he plays guitar. Sounds nice. good. So, um, where where are you guys at right now? Like, what are what have you been up to? Um, just recovering from Thanksgiving a little bit. Uh, we're just kind of all hanging out at Turner's, huddled around <laughs> <laughs> an Audio Technica, uh, screaming from the other side of the room. Nice. And you guys are from Florida, right? Yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. Right on, man. Hey, Florida is known for having some badass uh, music coming out of there. Yeah, yeah. Orlando's really killing it right now um, in the in the in the kind of like post hardcore genre. Um, and Jack- Jacksonville uh, has had kind of like handfuls of it in the past, but I I think we're kind of one of one of the only ones really kind of doing this this genre specifically. Yeah, we have a good like DIY like pop punk you know emo scene here. yeah yeah for sure i'm not too familiar like who's came out of where but i know like newfound glories from uh coral springs and um i know like uh, I remember Cop- was Cala. yeah was copeland from florida um red jumpsuit <laughs> yeah we have red yeah we have red jumpsuit yellow yeah yellow cards from florida yeah uh, yeah, I guess I never knew where Red Jumps and Leonard Skinner, so yeah, Under Oath, Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, I mean, there's Under-oath. a Eric Gillespie went to a church with my friend, dude. Yikes! Oh, that's dope. Uh, I've been li- like, I grew <laughs> up in kind of like a Christian household, so I've been listening to Under Oath like for ages, Dang. like before Spencer was in the band. Before, yeah. yeah, as a dude from Jax, like I can t- definitely tell you, yeah, there's not a lot of people people from the scene down here, so this is definitely refreshing. Yeah. Oh, Dashboard from Florida too, right? Who's, who's from Jax? Uh, me, David. I, I, oh, I was okay. actually born in Jax, and like oh. I'm actually in a town like 20 minutes away from it. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Didn't know that. Sweet. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you guys can go jump, David, whenever you feel like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey. <laughs> nah, I'm sure good times will be had by all. I mean, there's a lots of great bands that have come out of Florida. I mean, originally from first to last started as a Florida band because most of those dudes yeah. went to Full Sail University. But that's really sick. I I had a question to start us off. I was going to ask, what does your guys' band name mean? Little Geronimo. I mean, where does that come from? Uh, It means, like... It basically means like a little bit of faith is kind of what it means, like ninety five percent willpower, and then the other five percent like there's just things that are out of your control, and that's where that little Geronimo spirit is kind of where that comes from. It's kind of a funny transition from under oath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like that's sort of what it means, like a little bit of 
faith in things that are out of your hands, no matter how much like effort you put into it, you know. That's really nice. I like that. Right on. So, um, yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, tell us about how you guys uh, started out and came together as a band. Uh, <laughs> actually, I met David at a uh, a Circus Survive show in the line for Circa, and uh, it was like it the, was in the line for the VIP. <laughs> yeah, like it was in line to meet Circa and everything, and. Uh, we just started talking in the line and I had just made some kind of uh, math rock sort of a thing, you know, and I was showing it to him. And then I think me and uh, my friend Ryan, like we had just made the change song. Like we had just kind of recorded it and then we showed it to David and then, you know, me and David eventually started hanging out and David like moved to Jacksonville <laughs> like just you know kind of start this band we only had the one song at the time and then we david, had other stuff written but like not recorded or anything yeah and then david put drums on change and then from there we started like writing the kingdoms ep you know once he moved here we actually really bonded over wake early on because brandon was the first one to ever send me that and i just like fell in love with with that whole album i, I honestly like can remember the first time i heard red carpet and like i just like still get the same feeling from that album he's wearing a wake shirt i'm literally wearing a wake <laughs> shirt right now yeah that that's awesome so i guess um what were some of your guys's like early influences like back in high school that that made you want to start uh playing music i know you guys already mentioned that you've met through Circus Survive and, and are like kind of a Hail the Sun fans and stuff like that. I would say all that same stuff still. Like it was Circus Survive, Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, Hail the Sun. I used to go to Warp Tour and like yeah. Sam Sin and um, I remember the kids Minus showed the me on Letting Go. Minus <laughs> the Bear is really cool. Mostly like Sarah McLaughlin. Touchline <laughs> 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 Angel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The, the radio hits really is, is what we all liked. But I, I, I'm honestly like... You like the pop songs. It's kind of funny, though, because that that is like an element to what we write. And I I think I kind of always did have like a side of me that loved like the radio pop shit. Yeah. Like, like Jewel, dude. Masochistic in a way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I love Jewel, man. For sure, man. I, I think like getting into kind of... Uh... Even, like pop and just other genres and obscure things only expands like your wheelhouse and what you can do uh, musically. So, well, when we grew up at a time with like Britney Spears and Backstreet yeah. Boys and like all, and these, like, all like the late '90s rock that was so good, Nirvana, you know, the Third yeah. Eye Blinds and like you know all those bands, yeah, huge yeah. influences. That, that really, Blink, yeah, of course, Sum Forty One. Yeah, I. Well, yeah, I can attest to that because I grew up around all that stuff. And you just kind of reminded me, isn't Creed from Florida, too? <laughs> I think we are, yeah. Creed, <laughs> um, Dashboard <laughs> Confessional, but also all the, all the like, boy bands, like, kind of originated from there. Like, NSYNC and uh, uh, Backstreet Boys, yeah. right? Uh, what's his name? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, man, what's his name? The blonde dude from Backstreet Boys. Well, they were all blonde, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep talking. It'll come to me. Well, I know the the dude with dreads. I think his name is uh, Chris. Like he's been in like newfound glory videos and a day to remember videos. 
So he's, yeah, he's got some roots in the scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if anyone's heard of them, but uh, Palm Trees and uh, wait, pal- Palm Trees and Power Lines is another uh, pop punk kind of band that's from here. Dude, that's a that's a reference to Sugar Cult. Sugar <laughs> Cult was like a a pop punk band from the yeah. early. Uh, Joey uh, Fatone. Joey Fatone was from Orlando. He looks oh, like. Oh shit. <laughs> he like I I watched some interview I think I watched his hot ones or something and he was talking about like working at Disney uh, back in the day. Orlando's like the Jersey of Florida. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you you guys uh, mentioned Warp Tour and as somebody who's been like I've think I've gone to like almost every Warp Tour since maybe like 2001. Do you have any like band or year or performance that stood out to you? 2006 in Cody and Cambria, taking back, <laughs> su- taking back Sunday. Everybody, it's like 2006. Hmm. Dude, I remember <laughs> being at this tent at Warp Tour, and I don't remember what year it was, but I was a teenager. I saw Paramore doing an acoustic set, and they were like not super like there wasn't like a ton of attention on it at the time and i remember going like eh and then like walked away and then later on got super into paramore and then always regretted like not like staying there and watching it funny (laughs) funny that you mentioned that i think that might have been 2004 i remember seeing them and like i like i i was hooked from then like i knew that they were going to be big and um, I bought like a sampler that had like like some of their demos and stuff, and I remember showing it to my best friend, and he's like, "Dude, these guys sound like Avril. They're never gonna make it big." Avril, <laughs> 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 yeah, was huge. Yeah. That's such a weird comparison. <laughs> it's a weird comparison, and also the fact that the guy he thought they weren't gonna make it, but you know, they ended up being like one of the biggest bands to come from the scene yeah and i've been lucky enough to like see them on their like first headlining tour and whatnot same thing with the uh, circus survive I, I got hooked into them because uh like i saw sayosin like back when anthony green was still in the band and like i remember just kind of the anticipation like oh shit he's like in a in a new band and yeah where did you see uh, Samson with Anthony Green? So I saw them at a little venue. It was like a theater called the Campbell uh, Gas uh, Campbell Gaslighter Theater. It's in California. Um, trying to remember who they played with. I think it might have been with like Recover and Days Away. Like, oh, Days Away is so good. Yeah. Love that shit. The Good Old War, old band. Oh, okay. That's his, oh, yeah, Good Old that's War. His, uh, that's his backing band for his solo stuff, Anthony. Yeah. Have you heard this Like that no, older, it's so good, dude. Dude, I, yeah, I love his solo stuff and the early circus stuff. I got, um, yeah, I, I think I saw them with Days Away another year. With um, It was their first headlining tour, and they played with a band called uh, Receiving End of Sirens. Dude, I love yeah. that band. Yeah. Dude, yes. I'm a fan Oh. oh, the deer hunters. And it's it's That's so it. funny because at the deer hunter shows, everyone screams out like, "Play this armistice!" Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck <laughs> up, dude! I have a new band. Kratos sure. doesn't exist anymore." Yeah, I remember. Crazy how how things like kind of come in full circle. Like he's you know back in Seosin and doing Circa. 
Dude, that that album is so, so good. good. So good. Uh, Anthony Future one. The Silver String. For sure, it definitely sounds like uh they kind of matured a little. Um, but let's get back into you guys. Um, man. <laughs> So, like, the, the EP, man, it really stands out. Like, you guys, I don't know, are, like, so poppy, um, yet experimental. Uh, songs like, like you mentioned, Change and, and Inchworm really stand out. Like, how, like how did you guys go about, like, writing some of that stuff? Uh, it just kind of, we just start with, rhythm shit and just keep building from there pretty we, much we just call brandon a savant basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, like i'll try and come up with some parts and then bring it to them and then we kind of just build on to whatever i started i guess i think we kind of all kinda... have that attitude of like trying to make it interesting and and like like we were talking about have that subtle pop influence in what we're writing um so i think it all kind of just really comes together I think the goal was, like, all those bands we were talking about, like, the poppy influences and the Dance Gavin Dance type stuff, the goal was, like, to mix those things, like, in an interesting way and, like, as much as possible and kind of make it, like, don't be afraid of, like, dipping out of whatever genre we're in and just kind of, like, make cool songs, you know? Like, just kind of keep it that simple. So... Yeah, honestly, like, and, like, the two songs that I mentioned, I think, like, it's more of the pop influence that, that really, uh, I, I guess, makes me gravitate to to you guys. And, um, like, no song sounds, you know, anywhere near, like, the other one. So I think that kind of goes towards your, your guys' uh, music taste and ability to just kind of, I guess, almost take from other genres and, and write some really uh, interesting stuff. Thank you. Um, Ryan, did I think you had a question? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was gonna ask, like, since we're like talking about like the songwriting process, I was gonna say, like, what is your guys' like ambition as like a songwriter? Like, what is like the message you guys are trying to convey or feel with your music? Well, I, I think I mean I'm not I don't write the lyrics or anything, but I think one of the reasons that each each song kind of stands out on its own is there is no like there is no real like overarching like message that we're trying to use a bunch of different songs to convey one message. Like each song kind of has its own. Yeah, that like yeah, that they all kind of have their own like what they're about. Um, but overall, like the main goal is just like make a really good song like every single time like we start a demo that's kind of like just the main goal and then the lyrics come later like as far as whatever i'm feeling like i'm going through or whatever and i just write about that and yeah but the overall goal is just like make a banger <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say i was like so the the goal is to just keep dropping absolute bangers i love it just fun good songs like that simple yeah you know? it's so, pretty much just whatever sounds cool yeah whatever time. sounds cool is the main rule <laughs> i think as we progress we're getting a lot better at at honing in on, on what sounds good for the song and not just cool like because 
there is like a point, and I learned this a lot with my old band, that like just throwing a bunch of cool stuff together doesn't necessarily make like a cohesive song. But I think we've really progressed in the direction of like picking out what works, you know, what's going to make the song better. That's super cool, dude. I like that answer. I was going to say, um, like, you guys are, like, a, a growing band and such. Like, what is, like, a good piece of, like, musical advice you guys have picked up during your time as, like, a developing band? Drop the ego. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good piece of advice right there. Yeah, I've learned that. I've learned that a lot the hard way. Um, and it just, it's something that I, I kind of wish I would have learned a long time ago because I think it would have um gotten us a lot further earlier but i'm glad i've learned it now but yeah for me there's a lot of trial and error it's just you know seeing what works and what doesn't and just kind of going full speed into what seems to work out and then kind of yeah letting like david said um not having an ego and even if something's like your idea like don't get stuck with it just because it's your idea. Because like, it might not be there. Yeah, it might not be the best yeah. idea. Yeah, just being super open with each other and like just trying to like just remembering that we're all on the same team and we all at the end of the day just want to make really cool music and everyone's got good ideas. Like so, you know, that's kind of for me <laughs> like what I've learned out of it. Like. Just like communicating and listening to each other's ideas and like being open to where they could go is kind of like mostly why it works out, I think, like overall. So I don't definitely, know. dude. <laughs> what do you like, think? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really know. You know, I pretty recently started playing with these guys and like in, in another band I play and I do like the, a lot of the songwriting and like watching this process has been cool because it's very different. Um, you know, my, <laughs> I remember like immediately talking to Brandon and being like, yeah, like I, I can't write stuff alone. My composition suffers massively when I do it alone because I have like the guitarist syndrome and just think everything <laughs> needs to be more technical and needs more time signature changes and, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and that's like, funny because you're our bassist. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've learned how to play. I'm learning how to play bass, which yeah, is tight. Awesome, guys. Like, uh, I guess like with the musical, uh, you know, advent, you just gotta like be vulnerable and expose yourself, like to get that raw emotion. Because usually the best music, like you guys make, usually comes out like you can feel like that real connection and it's good that the collaborative process like kind of like reflects that so uh, so uh, i I think sometimes it might make things a little more uh difficult because like you know take it i guess yeah use the dance gavin dance as an example we all know that will's like you know the primary writer and like he'll write the guitar riffs and they'll just kind of build around that and i don't think that there's many uh other members that are kind of butting heads with him like like mm-hmm. no i think you should do it this way or that way <laughs> yeah, like yeah, if anything they like they've yeah. mentioned that will will just like he'll like write a, a song like all the way through and then just kind of chop it up and be like nah the chorus just like 
uh, come over here, here and like not repeat and and. Well, I think I, I have two points to that. One, the record label is named after him, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think he kind of like controls superiority there or seniority, but like he also has proved himself as a tastemaker. He's a god, you know, and yeah, yeah. he's he's proved that. That he can come into a room and say well, that part doesn't work, and he's right. Like, yeah, he's right. You know, so it's you know, and I think I think we're getting there as a band to to be able to look at a part and say, well, this doesn't fit, or you know, maybe we should change that, or what can make the song better. Um, but I mean, that takes experience and it takes like proving that you have that for sure. All of us are like learning. You know, like the most important thing is to serve the song. Like, right. Basically, you know, like. So I think I learned from Creed. <laughs> song is like that served crap. The number one rule pretty much like once we come up with a skeleton for a song and we like start sharing it with each other and adding to it and growing the song into the full thing, like we're just trying to make the best thing possible. <laughs> so really cool. Um I'm gonna see co host David. Do you have any questions you wanted to ask? Uh, yeah, I was curious. So you're all kind of into pop and implementing that into your music. What kind of pop acts would you say that you're influenced by? Um, oh, what's up, Nick? Nick has arrived. Nick just got in. <laughs> what's your favorite pop band? Yeah, what's, your, what's your favorite pop band, Nick? Are we talking for this or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not somebody that, like in the computer, but we are. Uh, They're on the other side of the Hello. <laughs> hey. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite pop band, man? My guy? No, I don't know. Listen, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think one thing that me and Brandon really bonded over was Toro y Moi. Yeah. Um, so Nick apparently agrees. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of radio pop yeah. music like i like post malone i really love the weekend I yeah the, the week everybody the loves the week yeah yeah. 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 yeah i think the goal for little geronimo is combine yeah. rock stuff with that like vibe. can we just talk about what for a second <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my wait 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 you can't you can't just uh skip over toro Imoa, man that guy's a <laughs> that guy's a genius and i, I love his music and how he's been yeah, like more great. collaborative in the yes, recent years. Definitely, I got to see him live at Freebird before it closed. Uh, we both did. Yeah, we went it. together. Yeah. Um, and he, his friend's band was opening up for them, and then the friend like got off piano for his own band and came and played keys for Toro, and it was just such like an ethereal like encounter. It was really cool. He's a great songwriter. And I got to meet him afterward and told him I was listening to the Blue Album in my car. He's like, "Oh, dude, that's my favorite." Album. And I, that really stuck with me. He was just a really nice dude. Right on. And and then you guys also mentioned the weekend. Are you more of like into his recent stuff or the first three EPs? The Hills. I like that melancholy one. That was good. That, whatever, whatever one he came out with the video that like goes along. Oh, with Mania. Album. That thing yeah. was awesome. It's really like goals, man. Goals. Um. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. Like, he makes a lot of good stuff. I, I haven't really listened to the most recent stuff, actually, like, that's been yeah, the past couple months or whatever. So I, I wouldn't know exactly what the newest stuff. Also, the throw it back, definitely, like, Queen. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I listen to a lot of older pop, like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, right yeah. On. <laughs> right on. I, I, I could actually pick out, a, I guess, Queen as an influence because you guys are so like versatile and that's you know something that they did. I'm. That's um, weird. Yeah, I mean, you can you can definitely tell from the snack vocals. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it works. You know, I think it works for us. And for sure. And you guys are are teasing a new single, Glow. Uh, why don't you tell us a, a little bit a bit about that? Like, what can you, we expect? When is it dropping? Is it is there gonna be a EP or album following it, or is it kind of gonna be a standalone single? Um, kind of all of the above. Uh, <laughs> basically, like we've been we've been working on an album, kind of, or we've been working on new songs with the idea of an album for a really long time, and we just kind of want to give something back to the people that have kind of held on to us for the last three years since we've kind of had nothing like if you've seen us live around jacksonville then you've heard new songs but other than that we've put nothing out for three years so we kind of just wanted to you know kind of chum the waters a little bit and let people know that that we've actually have been working on new stuff and that it's really good and um and give people kind of kind of give like new people a reason to look into us and give old people a reason to come back. Super awesome. Like, like a three-year span, that's like a lot of growth. So yeah. I'm excited to see. It definitely sounds like a lot more mature, yeah, in my yes. opinion, yeah. like the songs, compared to The Kingdom's EP. So Like our, our production style, like our writing style, and just our... Just everything really. the whole band's different right because like I, I wasn't around for king bones yeah 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 so basically just me and brandon were yeah. the only members that were on kingdom still yeah <laughs> so, so like, these are or, almost oh go ahead brand new songs from a, even from a band perspective mm -hmm. yeah so like with this new single glow what was like the headspace for you guys when you were writing it that was a while ago. <laughs> um, it's like, it's honestly about kind of like shit being hard on you and that happening making you stronger. That's really basically what it is. Like, honestly, make me glow. Like, it's, it's, it's basically um, the, was it Chumbawamba? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I get back up. Tub thumping, bro. We're tub thumping out here. Yeah, tub thumping. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty much that. It's like the 21st century tub thumping. <laughs> Bringing that 90s flavor back. I love it. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I mean, the the plan is like you know we're kind of still working towards an album and we're just kind of doing a bunch of stuff in the background. Uh. In the meantime, to just let people know we're here. All right, so you guys, like, you guys just met, like, I don't know, name dropped uh, Chumba Wumba. You, <laughs> you mentioned uh, Third Eye Blind and <laughs> like, is there is there like a '90s uh, artist that that you feel is heavily slept on? Ooh, that's so tough. Wow, yeah, that's a really good question. <clears throat> mm. Man, so, a lot. Friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. 
I feel like there was a lot of like really good um, like gazy bands. I, For sure. I, I'm not like extremely familiar with like the 90s underground, but because I really like my musical taste really developed in high school with like a day to remember and say Sid and my chemical romance like like the first band i really remember being into was the used uh, in middle school and so like kind of everything before that really didn't click for me but you were pretty young in the 90s yeah well it, it's pretty cool and that yeah. you guys like even know those bands and i feel like a lot of the the younger people don't even like hold third eye blind to like I don't know the high regard that they should be held in. Yeah, that'd be a third eye blind for sure to yeah. me at least. Every like all of those it, early albums. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Not slept on though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like the, I mean, there's screams all um, over these oh. third eye blind albums. Dude, yeah. Cake, you know, like they. Can we talk about Cake for a second? Yeah. I feel like Cake is super <laughs> slept on. I love oh it. yeah, Cake was definitely kind of original for sure, yeah. and yeah, they. Like, I, I never hear them mentioned anymore. Band of Horses? Yeah. Oh, God. Horse the band. Band of Horses. Both. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I love Band of Horses. Both, man, both. Like, I really, because I, 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 I love Fleet Foxes, too. Tour um, together. Yeah. <laughs> band the Horse. <laughs> the Horse Tour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of, like, injecting that kind of, like, folky mm-hmm. sound into, into, like, a rock band. Unless you're Mumford and Sons, right? That's yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, it definitely got got overdone there for a while, but Fleet, Fleet Foxes was really good. They came out with the album recently that did not disappoint. Dude, Modest Mouse is one. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I would say they're only slept on because most people only know the hits. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 like, right. they have such oh a deep discography. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna mention back when you you guys uh were talking about seeing Toro and Wall live. I I saw uh, Toro and Modest Mouse play at a festival together. Wow, and I, man, I don't even know when that was. That could have been maybe like 2012, 2013. I, I've seen Modest Mouse incredible live, and I've seen them terrible live. <laughs> really? Oh, they, they were great when I saw them. Yeah. But no, it, it's funny you say that. So would you say that the the secret ingredient is funk? <laughs> that's a sure. I mean, to me, that's the a secret song. ingredient that's is Mission Impossible Pop. Yeah. Because it's okay, a spy, it's spy music. <laughs> to me. It just reminds me of Mission Impossible. I feel like that song is slept on. That song is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go, dude. <laughs> It's not from the 90s, though. For sure. Um, yeah, so so you guys draw from all kinds of, uh, I guess, di- different music genres, but um, is there anything else outside of music? Like, what kind of uh, movies or video games or books are you guys into, or even TV shows? Where to begin with that, man? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Godzilla stuff. <laughs> All right, I'm super into Godzilla. Yeah, that's I don't fact. know how he influences music. That's a fact. Maybe he'll do a feature, but... Mm. <laughs> I'm sure it does somehow. Like, are you talking about, like, the really old... I was thinking about sampling that. 
Godzilla. That Godzilla roar in the song. If you're worried about getting sued, I think that's how we're gonna get sued. Toho doesn't care. They'll let they'll let it happen. Uh, Toho's coming for you, bro. They're very <laughs> they're they're sticklers with their copyrights, you know. Yeah. Nintendo's not the only one that's not that's like. Fun. Have you seen a bootleg Godzilla, dude? <laughs> well, I'm sure you can you can uh, get away with uh, stealing from Godzilla. Just make sure you don't. Steal like the reptar roar from like Nickelodeon's Regrets. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be all over this. No one's ever done that. Hey, um, <laughs> I got a question for both of y'all. Um, what are what are your favorite movies? What do you think? Like, I, like I want to see. Are you asking I'm... the hosts? Yeah, I'm asking you. I want, I, we want all right. Well, them. Kill Bill Volume One for sure. I'm a big uh, Tarantino yeah. fan. Um. Dude, I'm drawing a, a blank now, but uh, <laughs> I I could I could I could feel this question for you. I, wait, I wait, got... hold on, hold on. What what's the name of the dude that that all the like Bill Murray's like all like all of oh, the Wes Anderson. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Wes Anderson and um, <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom. That was the one. Like, I just really like what he does with like colors and symmetries. Like he like he's really good about that. I mean, for me, I would say, like, my favorite films would probably be, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a good one, too. The Prestige. That's a really good movie. And I'm a big fan of uh, The Fountain. Like, I I love Darren Aronofsky films. I love Quentin Tarantino, of course. You know, I could... I could. I love Martin Scorsese films. I could sit here all day and like gush <laughs> about the greats of cinema. But like, yeah, for yeah. sure, Martin Scorsese is cool. Um, the dude that did um, Eternal Sunshine was that uh, Michelle Gondry? Yeah, yeah. Had, I have, I have like Eternal Sunshine tattoo, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Meet me and Montauk, dude. <laughs> hey, that's exactly what it, what it is. It's a lighthouse, oh, and it says, "Meet me in Montauk." Shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, the the ending of that film is just so beautiful, you know. Yeah, that movie makes me cry for sure. Yeah. Oh, dude, same. It's, it's a it's a cuddle up with a blanket movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, for whoever said they liked Wes Anderson, uh, have you ever seen Bottle Rocket? Yeah, I saw Bottle Rocket a long time ago. That was like his student film, right? Like his mm-hmm. first one. Was like Owen or uh, Luke? Owen Wilson. and Luke Wilson, yeah. That's like one of their first movies. I think that might be their first movie. You remember that movie? He like falls in love with a maid. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great movie. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm not even really the biggest movie guy, but like some I liked were like was like the remake of Funny Games, uh, the Butterfly Effect. <laughs> and then honestly, in like childhood, like movies like Spider Man Two, The Incredibles, those are like some of my all time favorites. The Incredibles is so slept on, dude. Yeah, dude, dude I forgot about the butterfly effect. That that movie fucked me up, bro. <laughs> yeah. What's the one with uh, Justin Long where he like? Oh, it... Jeepers Creepers. No, it's the one where I, it's basically the plot line to like uh, that that uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie where he sees somebody out the window. What? I don't know. You never talking. seen it? Okay, I'll have to talk about it. It's a really crazy movie. Wait. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about the Walrus. what is funny games no what is funny games david 
Um, shoot, it's been a while since I've watched it, but basically it's about um this couple, they're living their life, and then like these two guys, like basically they, they just kinda come over and slaughter their whole family and they get away with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds like, it's kind that, of like those weird like torture movies. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's nothing like well, I mean, it's fucked not, up. Not, like, hostile like solid, or whatever, but, like but you know, like... It's not like a film like that. Dude, hostile fucked me up. <laughs> I but, think... yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Mm. You know, it's definitely not one of those cuddly movies. But, <laughs> yeah. It's not a Wes Anderson, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, I travel... I travel for work, and, I mean, I don't stay in hostels, but, um, <laughs> like, it, like, it makes... Like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, wonder if I'll ever get myself into like a weird hostile situation like that. Make sure you're on the right side of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Shoot, I, I don't want to like spoil that movie, but like, I, there's just like this part where like you basically they they escaped and you know they're running down the road. They escape their own house, but like they're looking for help and they try to hitchhike, but like basically their killers end up picking them up and they go back to their house again like fuck <laughs> shit like that where it's just like they're hopelessly fucked you know yeah. i was i was kind of thinking about this concept today that like uh because i've been watching the haunting of hill house yeah how like everything centered around ghosts is like to make them look bad and evil and they're gonna kill you all the time and it's just like all propaganda and like like, no one has ever said that ghosts are just evil and they're going to kill you. I don't think anyone's ever seen one or talked to one, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I feel like hostels have been kind of, like, like portrayed the same way, yeah. Yeah. So, fuck that negative bullshit. It's either dude. sex or torture with hostels. Yeah. There's no in-between. <laughs> There's or no in-between. Never. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you guys mentioned that, like, haunting shows. Is there anything else that you're binge-watching? Or that have in, like, I don't know, the last couple of weeks? For, like... Great British Big Show. Yeah, I watched the shit out of that show. I've been, I mean, I've been re-watching the Stargate series for 15 years. Oh, shit. So, Interesting. Lord of the Rings, Stargate. Uh, just pretty much it. Avatar. That's really good. I've been reading Dune. <clears throat> That's... Dude, I'm obsessed. Really I'm obsessed. Yeah. I have, all six books are incredible. Because the dude's son. There's six books. I carried on. Oh, yeah. Legacy, yeah. I'm yeah. still on the first ones. Yeah. The fourth, <laughs> the fourth Dune book is one of my favorite books ever made. The God Emperor of Dune. Is so. What scary. are you reading, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> fishing books. <laughs> Nick's reading fishing books. Right? <laughs> How to beat you? Are Are any of you uh, into reading Ernest Klein? Or David Wall. Yeah, what kind of titles does he have? So he did uh, Ready Player One. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, he just came out with Ready Player Two. Yeah, and then he had another book called Armada that was, I guess, kind of similar, where uh, this kid, you know, just played video games all the time, and he was, like, really good at, at like, some, uh, I don't know, like, almost like a fly, fly, flying simulation type of thing. And... It was kind of, yeah, I guess it was kind of like that, because, uh, like, CIA, like, you know, they kept uh, taps on, like, how good of a pilot he was, and then he really? ended up being, like, a pilot. <laughs> Those kids really got something, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's kind of the 80s nostalgia, like, run, like, like Stranger Things, and Eleven, just, like, but he's got something. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Stranger it. Things is so him. well done. Like, they need to bring that back. 
Wreck It Ralph. No, Stranger Things. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Wreck It Ralph too. Wreck <laughs> It Ralph is sick. Man. John Riley is a legend. But um, in terms of what I've been reading, I like a lot of Chuck Palahniuk and Stephen King type stuff. That's always yeah, my I favorite. Read a lot of Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Nice. My favorite. Uh, I like the uh, the stands like one of my favorite. Yeah, that. I like a lot of mystery and thriller thriller books myself. Like, uh, have y'all heard of the book? And then there were none. No. No. Oh. Sh- she was like a book back in like 1960s, really old, but yeah, it's one of I, the more popular. I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished Helter Skelter. That was really cool. Oh yeah. Oh dude, sick. How, what was how did you like reading that? It was a really tough read, honestly, because it's yeah, it's yeah. basically just like I mean, it's written by the prosecutor, like Vincent yeah. was the prosecutor for um, Manson. Um, and Patricia Krenwinkel, basically like the five people that got like the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, and so he's just like portraying through the whole album or through the whole book, uh, like the story from the prosecutor's point of view. And it's really dry and um, analytical. So, I mean, it was super interesting, but just really, really hard to read. Like yeah, in comparison, I read. So I read that book over like three months, and then I read a 300-page book in less than a week. So <clears throat> it was really nice. That's, that's a grind. Yeah. There's no punches. I just finished uh, last week The Children of Huron, and I've been reading that like for about five months or so. It's a Tolkien book. It's like part of the Silmarillion. Like, <laughs> and I thought what I was reading was dry. Yeah, no, it's like the, that's basically like the Bible for yeah, this one really, yeah, it's like like a ten thousand years textbook form history of the elves. It's pretty Holy tight. shit. That's really cool. <laughs> nah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I used to be like a nerdy little kid that used to read like that, like three hundred pages like a week or two, but now it's like, dude, just read like thirty minutes and call it a day. Like, just to, yeah, like you know, keep it up. Try to read every day before I go to bed. Read it. Oh, yeah, good for the brain, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just read it worse. Yeah, I used to like reading at the beach, but I don't know because of COVID. Like, um, like they've been like closed, or like only open like for a certain amount of time, like seven to like noon or something crazy. We had well, that least... like Yeah. <laughs> Florida's crazy still. Hey, uh, Ryan, do you have any more questions? Definitely. Um, I know you all enjoy your instruments and your craft and such. So I was going to ask, like, who are, like, artists, like, you know, guitar tabs or songs that you sing or, you know, like, who do you gravitate towards to, like, kind of, like, learn new stuff or, like, just, like, sharpen your skills and such? Adam, you want to go first on that? I guess, yeah. I mean, we're definitely not a cover band. <laughs> like, we don't. We've, I don't think we've ever, like, played a legit cover as a band. I used to be in a cover band um, for a while, and I studied jazz guitar in college, so I played, like, a lot of, like, just real book standards and um, stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, we're definitely not. Uh, we kind of like making our own sounds, I would say, more than learning other people's. Individually, I think we kind of sometimes do covers, <laughs> but like just for fun, like just yeah. a quick. We video. just covered Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, me and Adam did. Yeah. What's Dreams. <laughs> but, but it was not, just for fun. It's not because you know, of like, the video. It was yeah. because of the video. Whatever, man. What? <laughs> it could be a great song, and it could be because of a video. But, <laughs> yeah, I I play all day. I could play the Fall of Troy songs all day. I mean, that's honestly, yeah. like, there's, I mean, the Fall of Troy, uh, you know, like, Invalids, TT&G, like, all that mathy stuff, just like you, like, I get lost in trying to figure out those songs all the time. Um, I, I personally do a lot of Hail the Sun. Uh, I really enjoy, like, I've been learning, um, is it a human target practice? I That's can't. Dude, yeah. So good. Uh, nice I've been playing a lot of Afterburner, actually. Um, and I was doing, like, an Under Oath cover series for a while. Um, and I used to really like uh, Deer Hunter, like, playing along the, the Deer Hunter stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're all tuning a guitar right now. That's pretty amazing. Nick. I'm Nick, what songs do you do you uh, learn to play, practice, and Nick's play? Nick's our resident fun? bluegrass. Yeah. Bluegrass <laughs> player. This thing from. But everybody's Boy, different, right? like yeah. influences. I think that really like kind of plays to our strength at the end of the day, because we all yeah. bring something totally different to the table. Yeah, I think that's really good. Like that we kind of have all different backgrounds in music, and they all kind of influence the way we play, and we kind of just try to mix them together into one genre the best we can so for sure for sure man it, it definitely you know makes things interesting and like you said you all have like different inputs and and different perspectives to offer when it comes to writing music um so yeah I, obviously we're in this kind of pandemic and it's really such a bummer of a time for the whole music scene and and like live shows and stuff I don't know, like, are you guys optimistic that maybe uh, next year we'll, you know, people will be touring again? Do you think it, do you think I people think are going to be, like, stoked and flock to shows, or do you think things you are going to be, like, this, like kind of different? If you don't come out of this ahead of where you were before, then you did something wrong, is my, is kind of my take on it, you know? There's so, like... At the beginning of this, we got really lucky. Our last show was with Bill Murray, and we had a show. It was one of the best. Shows. <laughs> it was one of, like the yeah. best thing. Yeah. And it was like the day before all amazing. the shows got yeah. shut down. He dropped the rest of the tour like literally the day, the day after our show. Wow. So, so I mean, and we had a lot of stuff planned for this year, like finally touring and you know trying to put out some Strawberry of this new Girls. stuff. We had a, a show with Strawberry Girls and a Marionette Dwellings planned. Yeah, that was gonna be a killer tour. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it, but you know, like it's for the it's for the best that everyone's safe, you know, and and everyone's kind of like found their own way to deal with it. Whether it's like we did a live stream at the very beginning, um, we played our first acoustic set ever, which was really interesting and offered a lot of like new challenges. Um, but but yeah, like I said, like if you if you've just been taking this time to like sulk and and be super bummed that there's no shows and you can't tour. Like, I just, I, I kind of just think like there was a much better use of your time and 
and there, this was a great opportunity to take a step back and make sure that what you're doing as a band like is actually is actually building you a fan base and you know that that you're taking the time to really make the steps that that are going to improve your appeal to people yeah that was uh, well said and and it's kind of been apparent that a lot of bands have been dealing or there's multiple ways that that bands have been like dealing with this time whether they use this time to kind of focus on on their i guess kind of like jamming together to get in live performances tighter or writing a new album of course we saw a good amount We're making of making a lot of demos that's cool yeah we saw a good amount of like live live streams and stuff and um so you were saying that uh, yeah you guys did a live stream the acoustic one and did you just say you put a bunch of demos together yeah we've been working on on a lot of writing and um and just kind of like we had like we have like almost like half an album basically recorded already and so we've just kind of been really like polishing those up and making sure those are like good to release for whenever we get around to that yeah do you almost feel like there's a like less pressure to writing stuff or, or being you know just sitting on a song for a while because we're in this weird pandemic where who yeah. probably won't be touring till next year. Honestly, I almost feel more pressure to put material out because all like everyone has all this free time, you know, um, like people are just sitting at work. I, I feel like people are listening to a lot more music right now. They are. Um, yeah. So for me personally, like, without touring and without being able to like promote your stuff in person and you know get people like wanting to buy cds and showing them who you are alive you know I, I feel even more pressure to really get something out there digitally and have have something to show people who you are um outside of like a live performance you know yeah, yeah. it definitely kind of opened up like this weird um i guess time where i like like kind of bigger artists felt the pressure to be more accessible to their fans. Like I remember just seeing Kurt Travis, Donovan and Sergio, like they were going on like IG live all the time. And like, you could almost feel like, I don't know, Kurt was kind of like uncomfortable with it, but like he knew that, you know, like he needed to take advantage of this time to just kind of, like yes, create so, a better relationship with his fans and exactly kind of almost stay relevant to like I don't know I'm sure yeah, there's a better way of saying that going on. I just kind of feel like and I, I kind of felt like this before all this happened but I, I just kind of feel like the rock star mentality has kind of dissolved over the last like five years and it's just people playing instruments yeah you know and it's I, I think this has helped it become a lot more personal and and you know, you like, I, like, for like, going back to Bill Murray, like, he's one of the most engaged artists I've ever seen, like, with his fan base. And I think that's kind of like a sign of the times, you know? Yeah, like, from a marketing standpoint, it's like the, I mean, the, the gold mine for sure for artists right now. I don't know. It's, yeah, I can't imagine, like, I don't know, Metallica on Twitter, like, back in the day or some shit. I mean, dude, 
I wasn't aware they are now. I don't know if they're like, <laughs> Is Metallica super active? No, 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 they're not. But, like, I, I'm just saying it's kind of funny to think about, like, what if, I don't know, social media was around back then? Because that's honest, you know, that really kind of changed that that whole, rock, like, rock star dynamic where, you know, you basically wrote albums and, and went on tour, but you didn't have to worry about engaging people on social media or i guess worry about like your live set being on youtube or anything like that yeah totally like it, it, it makes me think of that one country artist was it chris daughtry they like played a show and he was playing an acoustic show and there was like people like talking in spanish and he like got really mad and yelled at them <laughs> and really it, <laughs> and it went up on youtube and and yeah like i mean yeah. I, don't, I feel like why was probably like there in the first place right I, I think he was just like playing a bar and he was upset that people weren't there to see him and it's just like like yeah it's definitely it's a lot more direct like your actions are gonna represent you a lot more clearly yeah for, um for sure in, in this day and age for sure and i think and it's crazy too because back then you know like i was listening to a podcast about uh the stooges um like uh right kind of right when they formed and this label that had previously mostly done like like wartime like barbershop quartet records was like you know what we need a new face and they just signed like four like cokehead kids from california with like a twenty five thousand dollar label like signing and that just doesn't happen anymore to me yeah like we're like um, responsible for our own image now, yeah. which is so different. I mean, like bands like Metallica, like yeah, the, you know, they they played small shows at first, and they were and they were sick and they were heavy. But the second a label got out, you did at the time, let's yeah. say, <laughs> and like, but the second somebody got a hold of you, they made your image for you. Right. You know, they handled everything, and and you have publicists telling mm-hmm. you where to show up and yeah. how to look for pictures, and so I, I think I honestly think it's really cool that that the rock star image is kind of being yeah. destroyed honestly I, mm-hmm. I think it's really neat yeah for sure for sure it definitely uh i guess makes people more uh, personable or like you know people feel that they they could like relate to um you know artists more or whatever i think i think it'll create like a longer bond or like kind of like fan dynamic like in the long run yeah well like and that's kind of what i was saying with bill murray is like i don't i think people don't want to feel to feel like isolated from the artists they like anymore you know it's all it's like that's why all these people are doing vips and like um i don't know i think the experiences people talk about the most are like meeting their favorite artists and it being a good experience so or a bad one or a bad one yeah, yeah. yeah. and those can stick with you for a long long time yeah. so <laughs> uh, i guess you guys don't have to put anybody on blast if you don't want to but have you guys had uh experiences like that before yeah <laughs> oh yeah some some people that we all love yeah yeah, yeah. and you know and some and i think one thing you have to consider is that like that people are just are like artists are are just people too you know and they have bad days and 
it's it's really easy to look at someone like that and just expect them to be in a good mood or to be respectful or you know to to kind of be flawless and i think it's important experiences like that kind of bring it back down to well they're human and you know maybe they got some really shitty news that day or or you know. they might just not be who you or they were. yeah or yeah. they're just like and then yeah if you hear multiple yes, people say the same thing then yeah it's probably over, yeah, pretty highly just, likely that that person is just, just not great suck. yeah um so that definitely happens you know and this I, might come as a shock but i heard like r kelly's really not <laughs> what no not not to do that that uh, came out with ignition remix and feeling on your booty (laughs) yeah here i thought him and dave Chappelle were gonna make more videos together well pause (laughs) man i I went back and watched an old Dave Chappelle episode, and it's it's rough to watch. Yeah, it did not age well. No. Yeah, I agree. And he he actually you know is asking his fans like not to watch his stuff or not to watch um the Dave Chappelle. Well, I think that yeah that was for like that was for a different reason because I guess like the way that the streaming. Yeah, he was getting like no money or whatever. Yeah. It was all going to yeah. Viacom. Because he's still making the same jokes, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think he's worried about the material. <laughs> but, Brian, you got any more questions for our guests? Um, no, I actually, I asked my last one. I mean, if we're talking about, like, meeting famous artists, and we've mentioned Anthony Green a lot, I have, like, a little memory of meeting Anthony Green, if you guys don't mind me sharing. Yeah, we'll yeah go for it, definitely. So this was during his solo tour for his first album when he was touring with Good Old War um, as his backing band. Um, I recall, like, after uh, the show was over, this was in Sacramento, so it was at the boardwalk. And I recall, like, just, like, he was in the back of the, the venue, like, just chilling on, like, a patio chair, like one of those white plastic ones with a big-ass, like, paper bag that you'd get from a liquor store just full of weed and he was just like packing himself like bowl after bowl and like we got uh signatures and we had an ap magazine with like his face on it and he was just staring at it going whoa this is super (laughs) trippy that's incredible (laughs) yeah it was a good time like super humble super nice dude and like hearing like that knowing that an artist that i grew up with uh, that we all grew up with was such like a strong influence for you guys and I mean, that's how you guys met. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, I've, and it's it's kind of funny, too, because, like, my music cha- tastes have changed a lot throughout my life, but, you know, that's one of those bands that I've never faltered on, yeah. that I will always come back to. I, I There's albums that I, like, didn't like at first, but I've come back to, and, you know, I grow to love, like, over time. Um, I'm actually kind of just getting into the amulet pretty heavy. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's that, good. like, never skip as long as you've been a fan, you know, like there's, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's DGD songs that I skipped. Yeah. There's, I, I don't really skip circus songs, you know what I mean? Speaking of DGD real quick, they, I think they're probably one of the bands that I feel the worst for 
as far as all this COVID stuff goes, just because uh, they literally had built up to an album release. Yeah. And and, and, and tried to drop it. And Fanbase hated their show. I loved yeah. it. We said oh, together and watched yeah. it. And we were stoked. Well, and I think this, but, you know, maybe this can be the last point, but, like, I think it goes back to the whole personable thing, though. Yeah. Is that it was very impersonal. Like, yeah. It didn't, oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Was, like, yeah. the Hail the Sun one, like, they were talking yeah. to the crowd the whole time, like, how are you guys doing, you know? Like, and I, I think that, like, DGD has jumped that barrier to... They're a little, yeah, a little un- intangible. Where the fan base still expects that from them, but they're big enough to not have to do that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I kind of like that. They're a little mysterious, and, right. um, like, going back to their live stream, I feel like it kind of set the bar when it came to live streams, especially for artists within the scene, like... I just remember it like looking really good and sounding real good. Like the camera production was was awesome. Like I watched the Under Oath, uh, they're only chasing safety um, one, and it was great. But like I felt like it wasn't as impressive as the uh, the DGT one. And I I think I I guess like I think people kind of went into it with the wrong mindset. Yeah. Because like up leading up to that, like I I think you're right in that they set the bar. But the bar was pretty low, like, yeah, you yeah. know, and they really like yeah. just blew it out of the water, like, and I, I think people kind of weren't ready for that. I, I would have been, I, all I wanted was Death of the Robot live <laughs> once out of the thirty times I've seen them. I just want it once. You know, I like, I was expecting it to be like more afterburner heavy, yeah. which I was looking forward to because. You know, it's like fresh new album. It has a lot of bangers on it, but you know, I get it. They stuck to like most of the popular songs, but at least we got a uh, Stroke God. Stroke God, yep, we got Stroke God. And we got we got um like Uneasy Hearts and yeah, that was really sick. Yeah. I, but like, hey, how do you have Andrew yeah. Wilson not yeah. playing nothing? Uh, See, I think Andrew killed it. I wish it would have been all Andrew. <laughs> I, I, I will comfortably say I wish it was at all times. Yeah. 99% of that band has been super cool every time I've met them. Yeah. But, um. But Moses. What's up? Don't you wish it was Skyhook or something other? You know I love arts? Skyhook. Yeah, yeah. You know that I love Skyhook. But... So my, my theory on this whole thing was that they were saving most of Afterburner for the tour. Yeah. And that they would have played it if it had been the live show. But none of us knew how long this was going to last. So, I, you know, I figured they kind of played like an oldish set list so that if, if in a couple months, they, because at that point they had only postponed the tour. Like, yeah. It was still supposed to be in like October. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, my guess is that they were playing as if they were going to play a totally a different months. set in a couple months. Yeah. You know, and no one expected it to be the end of 2020 and people aren't going to tour next year um okay so do you guys have one song that you wish would would make it to tree city sessions too like if if you could pick one song oh man (laughs) i I mean honestly i think that like man so okay you guys go first uh I'm I'm not a huge fan of Tillian doing other singers, so yeah. I I honestly I don't remember if they it's did it Tree City Sessions one, but um, 
like strawberry part three yeah like swisher part three would be awesome just live heck yeah yeah just like having a live record that's, that's, that. that's like my favorite well, it's, the be- it's the best album you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 um I, I honestly just to avoid the tillian issue altogether i want people you know I want John Mess to kill that song. Wow. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that'd be tight. People you know, um, Antlion would be really yeah. tight because that's a banger. I'd want to hear Andrew Wells uh, do all of Blue Dream. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Wells. Andrew Wells. Yeah. Yeah. He would kill Antlion, too. Yeah. Actually, yes, Moses. That's how they should handle it, honestly. Even Tillian isn't excited about it, so I mean... About he's not much. excited about Yeah, he's not excited about Mike. He's not very excited for person. No, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. You know, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's got that whole, like, stoic. Like you said, mysterious. Like, yeah. yeah. Mysterious. Almost, almost a little robotic. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the senator from the Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like him. Yeah, people you know. That's going to be my answer. That's a good one. Anybody else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the yeah, like a, I think only a couple of y'all gave an answer. It's all good. Um, yeah, that's all fine. Yeah, that's okay. To, to kind of go back to, like, people <laughs> having, like, really uh, good or bad experience with experiences with, like, a band or their hero or whatever... Um, you know, I saw Under Oath, um, yeah, I think it was back when I was maybe, like, 17 or something. I don't remember when uh, they're only, no, I, I was younger when uh, they're only Chasing Safety came out. But we went and saw them. They played with Coheed and Cambria. Coheed was actually playing before them. Under Oath was the headliner. I've seen Coheed open for so many people. It's the greatest but... band of all time. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, so um, we met Under Oath um, outside of the venue after the show, and, like, they literally went, like, walked to Taco Bell with us and, like, hung out and, and like, talked to us for, like, hours. It was pretty cool. I don't know if they're still that, like, down-to-earth or whatever, but, like... We had dinner with Hail the Sun. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that, <laughs> that was my first night living in Jacksonville, so yeah. that's probably one of the reasons why that, that band has stuck for me so, so hard. Yeah. Mine was Law Dispute. It was Jordan, Jordan Dreyer was the coolest. We had dinner with him in Gainesville, and he was just, every time I met him, he's been the coolest dude ever. Still looking, Charles. That's pretty awesome. I love uh, Law Dispute. Yeah, so, like, y'all are familiar with, you know, DGD, Hail the Sun. Uh, you know, I'm sure y'all have heard of Strawberry Girls, possibly. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, we, they're supposed to play a show with them. Ah, okay. Well, well shoot, yeah, um... On the secret ingredient, I was talking to the demo team, and I said, you know, it sounded like Zachary Garen, like, or, like, you know, I heard, like, a lot of, like, Zachary Garen, like, influences on that song, like, or, like, at least the guitar work, like, it just kind of reminded me of that. I was wondering uh, if y'all listen to him a bit. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 every day. I don't know if it was, like, a conscious effort or anything, but I'm sure, you know, like... We were actually just, were we talking about, we were just talking about like, like Ben being, uh, you know, like such an impressive, like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, and his songwriting and, and, 
Like it's it's pretty rare for a drummer to come out of playing drums and be able to make such like a successful like cohesive project. You know Thomas is a drummer from the Fall of Troy. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know if they were like necessarily like a direct influence for that song, but um, they're definitely something we listen to. Yeah, that was just, that was just one of the influences that came to mind. But um, yeah, but coming to look like a closer for me, I was wondering any like Jacksonville bands that y'all would like want to shout out or or kind of like yeah. run in the scene like y'all are. Because, uh, you know, it's obviously pretty skim in yeah. Jacksonville, so um, anyone y'all want to so, shout out? Yeah, Wayans is really cool. Um, they, uh, Renaya was actually just on uh, Colin's podcast, The Cosmic Nod, uh, Colin from Circus Survive. Uh, that podcast is really, really cool. So he just actually just did an interview with Isaiah uh, Andrews. Um, that Glaze. was really fun to listen to. Uh, Glaze is a, a well, so Lands was uh, Renaya's band. Um, and they're really awesome. They're like, uh, what's that? What's the one? Ward? Ward? War paint? War paint. Yeah, it's, it's very like war painty, um, but like a little more pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really, really good. Uh, Glaze is like a pop punk band Glaze. around here. Um, it's been around for a long time and like helps build the scene and rebuild the scene. Uh, intervention. Uh, I don't know, dude. Kasek. Yeah, Kasek is really sick. They're like an under oath kind of vibey Kasek. band. They actually just went up and I don't know if I'm really supposed to say any, any of this, but yeah, they, yeah, they just recorded some new songs and they sound really good. Um, the, we, we got a, a, a classic returning, I saw the announcement today, Thinguins. It's a really sick math rock band and they're back together. They're from here. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be tight. Just like Florida in general, uh, Lost Trees, just Flow drums new stuff. Flow Wave's really good. They're Palm Coast. Wan, really apart. Uh, J U A N Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've been, I've been I've been listening to a ton of Animal Jam. Uh, nice. I know nice. it's Cat sick. Company. Cat Company. Happy There's Hour. Happy yeah. Hour. Yeah. yeah, it's endless. Um, I think Macari's from here. You don't really need to. Macari's huge. But yeah. we'll I've seen Macari. Well, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like whoever's listening to this podcast, yeah, right, if you right, haven't right. checked out Macari, go go check them out. Yeah, but, they're um, great. And Animal Jam just came out with a new song. Yeah, it's really good. Cetrillion's uh, great. Uh, and you know, there's just like a ton of really cool music coming out of Florida right now. For sure. Yeah, I was going to say my, my last question for you all is there anything, like what have you guys recently been getting into as far as uh, music? Eggie Pocket. Yeah, Eggie <laughs> so Pocket. Good. So good. <laughs> me and David just listened to, well, you were showing me the yeah, album earlier today. I was like, man, I honestly was like, I can't believe it. It's good, but I don't listen to much background music. And that's kind of what it is to me. Like, nothing stood out to me. I mean, it was super well done, and I know it would be Which awesome. album? Yeah, the production is amazing, yeah. and I really honestly do like the singles that came out. Sweet yeah. Nothing and Black Rabbit were my favorite. So hopefully we'll see what their next release looks like. I definitely miss the screaming. I, um, I get why, too, but I miss it. Too. It's a little different, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally get that. I'm like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I totally get that. Like, I feel like it was definitely an expansion on, like, what they did on Wonderlust. Like, they yeah. came out with that 
early, early 2019. And yeah, okay, yeah, that's crazy. It's on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you think about it, like that kind of, like, I feel like that. And if you were to take like Raspberry Cough and uh, like take out all the heavy aspects of it, <laughs> like the breakdowns and the screaming, that's basically <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. sums up what they're doing now. Yeah, definitely. I totally music to study too. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> Hip hop beats to study too. Like most hardcore to study too. It is. Most hardcore to study too. That's what we'll call it. But I, I honestly, I do think it's going to be a sleeper album. I think it's going to be like, like I was saying about Circa, like there's like Violent Waves and Blue Sky Noise. Like took me a really long time to get into, but once I did, like I, I loved them a lot. So. Yeah, I. I weirdly, like, like, wasn't that, like, I don't know, floored by the fact that they took out the screaming and stuff. Like, I've been vibing to it, you know, since the other night, like, when it dropped. Uh, like, I'm a fan. Um, you know, I do, like, I did like the screaming, but when it comes to them, it's something I can live without. The, the best part of that album is when he goes, oh, you're so fucking fine yeah. oh. oh that's the best part of that album I, I think there's like me and Brandon were kind of talking about it I think there's a lot of like really really like gold nuggets of awesomeness on there and you just kind of have to listen to the whole thing to find them like the weird diminished ending of Black Rabbit is really cool how it kind of breaks down and gets really like chromatic and weird and dark sounding yeah. and cool. it's definitely vibey for sure like yeah. all the vibes <laughs> the the new fairy release is probably like my favorite thing that i've heard this year touche the new touche touche album's album of the year to me oh, oh wow i'll have to check it out and um who, who'd you say before touche uh in fairy yeah releases called of sunless realms they're like a really really cool like black and like tech death band what's been your favorite album of the year nick taylor swift taylor i swift. fucking love taylor swift <laughs> i hated that album <laughs> i loved it bro i'm so about it you got, you got one year. i don't know what's what's been your favorite artist for the year what are you gonna listen to what else what like what like i don't know what, what you would call it like like, do you know who uh, like Mono Lord is? They just do like heavy. It's just like heavy, kind of like jam songs. I don't know. No, no just like little like a three what are they called? band, but they I don't know. They just got like these cool riffs. They just got like these long like nine ten minute songs. <laughs> 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 Sounds tight. Yeah, like jam band kind of like sort of, long songs. They, yeah. What kind of kind of like, like metal? Or? It's like it's kind of like metal, but that's cool. It's kind of like Sabbathy. Okay. Like Doom? Yeah. Doom yeah. Metal? Yeah. Nice. yeah. Damn. I'm, I did not <laughs> I see didn't that see that coming yeah. Uh, You'll be fine, Hot Mulligan. That album is yeah, so good. I need to listen to that. Uh, Dude, I, I love Hot Mulligan. They're definitely kind of refreshing, and, and they really... Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, like, super, like, almost unique, and I definitely dig, like, those kind of, like, emo vibes, for sure. Yeah, I don't want to say it, dude. What? Just say it. <laughs> All right. The new Ariana Grande album. It's Damn. fucking amazing, dude. It's probably my least favorite Ariana Grande. It's, really? No, I really like it, dude. I keep listening to it, and I go, 
I can't stop listening to this album. Why not? Also, positions. I so actually, good. I really like the Joji album. It, it came out like. Oh yeah, Joji album's great. And it, and it like yeah. got super slept on. Like no yeah, one talked yeah, about it at all. Really I forgot. It. That it, it came literally, out. like yeah, but like literally, like I don't even think the same day like people were talking about it. And I just I remember that being really good. And uh, man, yeah, like the Ariana Grande. I haven't listened to that, but Dude, the vocals are amazing. Like, like, Ariana Grande. <laughs> the singles and and like the beats for them are definitely vibey. Like I wanna I wanna see who like co-wrote like yeah. that album or who what produced. Like, it's really impre- I was super impressed by it. Like I, I just I find it so funny. I think Trent Reznor helped write Old Old Town Road. And I just find that so hilarious. It was probably like one of four <laughs> people to write everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not know that about Trent Reznor. Yeah, he's he's actually he's ghostwritten a ton of stuff. Um, so definitely worth like the Wikipedia just to see what he's what he's helped with. Oh, speaking of, didn't a Horsa band cover? Uh, Nine Inch Nails on that new EP. I, I honestly am really ashamed to say I haven't gotten, I haven't listened to it yet. This week has been chaos for Very me because of work. It's all good, man. Um, yeah, I mean it was only three songs and they definitely didn't revisit like the old Nintendo, like Nintendo Core sound. So that was kind of disappointing, but like I didn't hate them. They were they were interesting enough. Yeah, I'll probably listen to them. Uh, after everybody leaves when I log back into Shadowlands, because that's what I've been doing with my life. Dude, Netflix and Batman Arkham Knight. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's been my life the last Since the weeks. WoW expansion came out, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> so that's what my life is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need something new to, like, binge watch. Like last well, thing I mean, I could recommend Stargate. Stargate? <laughs> you know? If you want to spend your entire yeah. life watching one yeah. show. I mean, there's only like 24 seasons. The Boys. I love that show. Uh, I, I also watched Auntie, Auntie Donna's. Yeah, that Donna's. show's so funny, dude. Yeah, Auntie like, Donna's? Yeah, it's like an Australian sketch comedy it's show. It's on Netflix. It's really oh, okay. Yeah, I watched The Boys, and, and because of it, I watched that show... Uh, Hunters that's on Amazon Prime, and I, I would recommend that. What's Hunters? So... Um, it's like these like Jewish people that are like hunting Nazis. Like they're finding all the like, um, like you you know how there there's kind of like, like that conspiracy Nazi? that that uh the U.S. took a bunch of like Nazi scientists and like had them work for like NASA and all this shit. Oh, yeah, right, basically right. Yeah. Operation Paperclip. Yeah, Project Paperclip. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um. Huge conspiracy theory. That's on Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's Definitely on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. For anybody listening, fuck QAnon. We do not support <laughs> Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Umbrella Academy is good. I, dude, I cannot. I try. I can't appreciate that show. I try. I it's, it's like a less good version of The Boys. <laughs> yeah, just, it's definitely not, not as good. Um... But check out, definitely check out Hunters. It's, I would say it's up there with yeah, the boys. I think Jordan Peele's uh, one of the producers on it. Nice. Cool. Another real good show on uh, Amazon Prime is uh, Utopia. 
It's like a remake of a British show. It's like it deals with like comic books and stuff. But I, heard, dude, I just saw an article that it just got yeah. canceled or something. The second season of that, but like, oh really? That's, that's what I just saw earlier. Uh, way to rain on there. Sorry, it. man. <laughs> I'm sad now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go cry. <laughs> So yeah, I think we've just uh, gone over the hour mark. Um, I think we're tapped for questions. Um, do you guys want to plug your socials? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're pretty much just Little Geronimo or Little Geronimo Band on everything. Um, Bandcamp is uh, LittleGeronimo.Bandcamp. We have all our merch out there, and and current music. Bo will be up there when it drops. Um, if you want, you can pre-save uh, our song. Through you, should. It, through, you should. You should. I don't know if we can do calls yeah. to action because yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're always like, yeah. you can't tell people to go do something. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you want to, if, if it's in your heart to go pre-save our song, um, we have like a hyperlink that is in our Instagram bio. It is on our Facebook that you can go and find the DistroKid link to pre-save. Um, I personally, I don't know how much that really does, but either way, listen to it on December 11th. It's going to be awesome, and we're really excited to to get some new stuff out there. Dude, you can. Oh yeah, man! Everybody, go go and pre-save that. You know, (laughs) it'll take like what a minute to do. We'll bully the we'll bully the fuck out of our audience, dude. Like, (laughs) you better do it now. (laughs) Y'all have nothing better to do. Go do it. You're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Support the artists we love. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thank you for for stopping by and and talking to us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nice you guys just in general holding it down. Yeah, I'm I'm really liking what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, well, we appreciate yeah. it, and and we're trying, man. Uh, yeah. So thank you, and um, you know, we'll we're looking forward to new music, and we'll see you around. Woo! Later. Thank you. Later. You guys have a great night. Welcome back. Yo, yo. I mean, it's great having a little Geronimo on here, man. It's, it's always good to have those up-and-coming artists. It's a bummer that they couldn't play those, like, great-ass shows. But, I mean, go check out their new stuff when it drops, guys. Like, it's going to be great. Yeah, they were awesome. And, yeah, I can't wait to hear the new track, Glow. Glow. We'll see who did it better, them or, or Drake and Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> about to find out man we're about to let them know so i guess we talked a lot about the new coletta so i think that's like it's kind of universal that we all gave it a shot this weekend when it dropped what are you guys feeling about it i love it i know it's kind of a controversial thing to say or at least a lot of people have uh been vocal about either how much they don't like the rapping or the fact that there's no screaming and they i'm personally fine with it um like i said when it comes to the rapping parts i don't know they don't seem as bad as people make them out to be and that's coming from somebody who listens to a lot of rap like old school Mm -hmm. new stuff mumble rap like emo rap you name it so maybe Uh that's why it doesn't matter to me like i'm focusing more on the instrumentals uh during that part anyways 
yeah. but I I just thought it was a vibey from yeah beginning to end. Like I feel like they're taking you on kind of like this wave of soundscapes, and I'm you know I'm a, I'm all for that ride for sure. Yeah, I can I can resonate with that. Well, I feel like I definitely am in the like not like an adamant member of the camp that like hates the music because there is no screaming. I feel it's more like a missed opportunity but at the same time like their musicians are going to do what musicians want to do and if this is the art that they're making that makes them happy like more power to them and while i feel like maybe a little more like of that diversity that came with their older stuff where they transitioned from soft to hard so like i get why some people could be a little like upset that there's none of that like transitional flows like there were but i mean with the rap they definitely supplement it and, like, I listen to a lot of corny shit, and I don't think it sounds, like, corny like people are trying to say. I don't really vibe with that. I mean, I've heard some corny-ass shit, and nah. This maybe, is... maybe that's why it doesn't bug me, because I listen to so much corny shit that, like, yeah, it, it's Definitely. really not that corny to me. I don't know. <laughs> no, but, yeah. um, you know, like, the rat, or the screaming was great. I feel like this is um Coletta or some something in that whole scene that we listen to that I can play around my coworkers that don't listen to anything with screaming on it. You know? Yeah, definitely. It, it's that. very accessible for sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, more power to them because that allows them to kind of like branch out to a different audience. And it's like what people don't realize, like, yeah, you love that old stuff, but at the same time, like a band cannot stick with nostalgia. They can't do that when they're just starting out. Like if they decide to return to form down the line, that's a different story. But if they want to make this piece of art that will get their music heard and put in front of a lot of eyes. And like with this, it definitely has the tone. It fits like the trends and the vibe that's going out right now because definitely everybody loves chill, vibey, mellow, just rich music that you can listen to while you're faded or drinking or, or at a house, just having a like good it, time. It reminds me of like a house party or something or yeah, like yeah, just like, vibing on the beach with friends. Um, yeah, it's definitely fuck like we usually talk about like seasonal weather like this kind of like it kind of like touches upon it all it kind of feels like when you're going when you're starting the album you're kind of going into this like alice in wonderland kind of like dream world and i'm i'm for it dude like like i i wouldn't give the album a 10 out of 10 just because like i'm a huge fan of their previous work i would definitely give it a 9.5 out of 10 because it's near perfect in my opinion just Based on the fact that I am a fan of like their old shit, like, yeah, I'm just gonna knock off half a point, but that doesn't stop it from being like a really great album, in my opinion. I give it a ten out of ten. Um, I liked the screaming, but there was something like about that about mine and time that kind of seemed like almost not so much chaotic, but there was like a di- there was no direction, which you know, kind of made it great, but at the same time, that's why, um, you know, it doesn't seem as mature as this new album sounds. Like, you know, they grew out of screaming, maybe. Who knows, but... um, I don't know, There, there's something to be said about, like, bands that, that, like, change up drastically when it comes to, like, one album to another. Uh, I think it definitely makes things interesting, 
Um, but I get why, like, it kind of it, it'll either push, or yeah, sometimes push fans away. Um, I kind of made this meme where I felt like, you know, if you have a really good first album, the second one should basically be the same album, but with different lyrics. Uh, but not really, but just so you kind of, like, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but if you kind of give people what they, like, liked to begin with, then they'll kind of stay hooked. And then I feel yeah. like the third album is the one where you kind of make it more mature, change a little, and then once you get to that fourth album, then you can add, like, a harmonica breakdown or, you know, like like weird chants like that's when you can get kind of crazy and More then if you're lucky enough to have a fifth album you got to bring it back to that first sound um just to like kind of let people know you're still there or whatever um but anyways david <laughs> what would you think about the album um yeah shoot i was uh really enjoying it when i listened to it I, by the way can y'all hear me all right yeah sweet uh just to make sure but yeah, I was enjoying the album. Uh, yeah, I definitely was of the opinion, like, you know, like, oh, shoot, they lost their scream vocals. Like, oh, shoot, they're, like, changing it up. Okay. Um, like, and overall, like, it still came out fine, and it sounds great. I enjoy it. I just think it's not even just, like, it's not even just that they lost scream vocals. It's also, it's, like, they changed up what they were doing, you know, the direction. It went from just losing a screamer to, like, going from post-hardcore to, like, you know, like you know this direction and since i really like that first album it's like ah shoot you know i was a little disappointed but that's really it like even if it like even if they uh just kept the same direction and lost the screamer i would have been okay but like i'm okay <laughs> i'm okay either way i'm just like i don't think they lost the screamer i think he just transitioned to a rap style yeah it's the yeah. same guy um okay so Okay, I didn't know it's the same guy, but I mean, either way, like, and uh, I don't, I'm kind of indifferent with the rapping. Like, uh, honestly, I've only given it like a good listen. You know, some of my favorites get, got another spin, but like, I might need a couple more listens to, you know, let my opinion mature. But like, I don't know, like, the rapping kind of just came and went, and it didn't really leave too much of an impact. So it's just kind of there. Just for me, at I least. Mean, Adam? Yeah, out of everything I've listened to so far, it's definitely on repeat the most for me. Oh shoot, okay. For this week, I don't think I don't think uh, it's hidden as as uh, Eggy Pocket has, but now that it's out, I'm definitely gonna be going back to that to the Nicoletta album more than Eggy Pocket. (laughs) Yeah, I think we got vibe winner of the year right here. Yeah, It's it's just like hardcore, like. You don't even have to be fated to listen to this album to trip out. Dude, yeah. Yeah, to put it simply, like, I wish we got, like, you know, their EP sound in album form. But, like, this is pretty great. So I'm pretty curious to see how they go from here. And, yeah, nice release, Coletta. But, yeah. I guess All right. uh, some of our other recent listens. Um, did you guys listen to that new uh, Ben Rosette song? Oh, Umbreon? Yeah, Umbreon. Yeah, it's pretty sick, dude. What'd you think? I liked it. Um, 
Uh, like, he had, like, some kind of sample in there, right? Was it, like, the actual Umbreon, um, Umbreon sound? Or, or... Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah, and, you know, he's definitely a fan of Eevee, and I figure that, that would, this one would be, like, the next song he'd drop out of the Eevee evolution. And then to kind of keep things in, in his camp, um, you know, he has that record label, uh, Spirit Vision, uh, this band Tang, you know, dropped a new song and they're like, it was just as vibey. Um, it's got kind of like that Chan, very mellow, like swan core sound or like stuff that you would hear. Yeah. From ben the, Rosette. Yeah. The dude that does guitars in Tang, um, I don't, I'm pretty like, I'm like 99% sure of this. He helped Ben on his, uh, Genesis album, which was kind of like more grindy. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then yeah. uh, he signed a new band called, I think it's just C-L-O-A, or... Like Kloa? Yeah, Kloa, maybe. Yeah, they're pretty sick, too. I was definitely, yeah. like, I, I enjoy it. That's a good sign for him, dude. Like, definitely a big boom. He's, like, they're... finding those, like, real, like, obscure niche bands and, like, bring them to the surface. That's really cool of him to be doing. Yeah. Definitely just as vibey as, as Ting and chan as well so they're early you know they're pretty mathy um so definitely check that out uh of course the band came out with a new album um or a new ep i should say and i don't know i liked it like i like i said in the interview like they kind of got rid of the nintendo core sound but they kept it interesting enough definitely did is there anything else you checked out this weekend? I I I could have sworn you were telling me about the new BTS. Yeah, I checked out the new BTS, oh, yeah. but I didn't feel like it was worth mentioning because <laughs> it wasn't Ooh, very. I don't know. For you. Like I'm not I'm not too familiar with K-pop, but um, you know, I obviously know yeah. who they are, and I like di- that song Dynamite has been everywhere. Um. So I was kind of interested to see if, uh, like, I don't know if that album was going to be as good as that one single. And I would say no, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. Oh, and they had no skits. BTS they had, fans. like, huh? I hope no BTS fans hear this because I know they're, like, we thought Swan posting fans were, like, scary. BTS fans are supposed to be way scarier. Yo, I'm sorry. And you know what? DM me a couple of their, uh, so, you know, songs off of their old albums or some shit, and I'll check yeah. them out. Um, but dude, they had like like skits on there in Korean, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, is it like goofy or did it like? Just I don't like know the... Korean, bro. I know, but, but is it? Yeah. The energy is it there? Like, does it make you feel? Oh, comical? I just I just skipped through them to be honest. Like I don't know, it reminds me of those like old like Wu Tang albums, or even the Eminem album had like, you know, would have skits on it, which, I mean, I feel like there's not many people doing that anymore. So, kind yeah, of yeah, it's definitely a market that needs to be picked up more. No I way. I never, I never cared for those skits. Really? Yeah, I can't think of one where I like actually sat and listened to. Like I, I don't know. Just skip all of them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the best one is like Rock Solid. But that's not even really a skit. It's kind of in the middle of the song. 
Yeah. He's talking about, like, Eminem used to do this a lot. Like, he'd have, like, skits of, like, people calling over the phone complaining. Or like his lawyer or, or like, yeah. uh, like, they would just kind of, like, shit talk each other, like, oh, in, the, yeah, in the studio. That. Shooting the shit, basically. Feel like you're in the studio with them kind of vibe. But, like, I get what you mean. Like, first time through, you could be like, yeah, that's fine. But, like, on repeat lessons, you're like, okay, let me get to the song real quick. Yeah, honestly. That, honestly, people, like, hype it up, for, I think, for that. But, like, I don't know. I kind of skip around the song, personally, when it comes to that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, oh, yeah, Moses. Like, I know I liked uh, Black Swan by BTS. But it was, like, my friend that showed me that. But before that, that's, like, the only K-pop I know. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually like Black Swan, you know, that track. And then I showed them, I actually showed them Strawberry Girls. It was okay. Cradle Mountain. I was like, yeah, let me show them this, you know, cool band. Like, why not? Let me try them out. And, like, they had, like, no reaction. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was sitting here vibing, trying to, you know. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess not. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I've actually showed a lot of people, um, damn it, what, what's that one Coletta song? Um, is it Blossom? Where it starts out, like, very vibey, and then, like, it'll get to, like, the screaming verse, and people are like, nah, it was good. Um, yeah, they ru- they, ru- they hey. killed it. Screamo guy ruined it. Yeah. So, you know, it happens, it happens. yeah. Um, and then, besides, besides that, the only thing I've been listening to is, like, all of uh, the Circus Survive, like, full-length albums. Because, uh, like, I don't know... There was, like, a meme of, like, name a band, basically, like, whose album gets worse and not as good as the first one. Uh, and, go. and I said Circa, even though I didn't know that for sure, because really? I, I haven't listened to anything after Blue Sky Noise, really. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely upset a lot of people, so I decided to go back and, like, listen to, like, every Circa album. And honestly, I kind of stand by what, what I said. Like, every album, like, I like a little bit less than the album before it, except after Blue Sky Noise, I actually like their most recent one. Um, I think it's called The Amulet, better than, than the two albums before it. But yeah, that that's basically what I've been listening to. Juturna Gang for Life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let it go tomorrow. But, David, did you want to go next? Um, Sure, I could drop some. Uh, I listened to Mermaid by Yvette Young. Is that, if that's how you say it? I, I don't want to butcher that name. But, um, but, yeah, her track, Mermaid. It was a really nice track. Like, it was a nice little departation from... Um, her work in Covet, you know, to hear her actual vocals instead of just guitar playing. Mm-hmm. And then a post-party depression by Night Guns. Apparently that was an older band. Like, I actually, actually kind of just listened to them a few hours ago. thought that was a cool track. Um, Stuck in the Middle by Ty Verdes. I think that was like some pop track, but like, I don't know, just, I've been listening around here. There's more poppy stuff. Actually, was a little, you know, I've been jamming Little Geronimo a lot. Like they're they're actually really refreshing this week. Just like the more poppy, like more laid back, more funky stuff here and there. 
Um, shoot, what have you been listening to, Ryan? Well, I've been still jamming that new Galleon song, Hate the Player, Not the Game. Like, that song's really cool. I've been enjoying that the last couple of weeks. But um, Lazy Laser, like, uh, uh, I got turned on to them. They're, like, really cool. It's kind of like a mix of, like, synth wave and, like, spaghetti western music. And I know that's, like, a really weird combination, but I've been really digging it. Definitely. Uh, Keanu DiCaprio came out with new music, and... It's got like awesome features, really good stuff. You should definitely check that out. Nothing to do with the fact that I'm name dropped in one of the songs. Nothing to do with that. That, that beside that, that's just really it's a really good song. I'm happy that they went out of their way to do Wait, that. Appreciate so sad voice. You're like actually name dropped, like what? Yeah. He goes Jojo and Ryan with the good toke. Because we usually, back in the day, when these had these little things called shows, uh, we were always like, smoking out with Swim Gustavo. So it's always a good time. It's been a minute since I've seen those guys, just because of the current condition and climate. But definitely still keep in contact with them. Another, uh, another artist, I should say, I've been listening to is Odidas. And he's got a, a good album, real vibey, real like classic samples and stuff like that. It's called Trip to the Cinema with a period at the end. It's really, really good. I would recommend anybody to check that out. Um, listen to Crying. They have this really cool song called Will in the Wash. Dig that. Um, Rob Crow's Gloomy Place. I've been checking that out. Um, and I mean, other than the Coletta and just like everything else we've talked about, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, uh, Tavlo came out with a new song and I'm habits stay high, but that was like back in the day. She came out with something new though. It sounds pretty cool if you're in that EDM pop kind of sound. Yeah, pretty much rap. I was ever into her, but I was going to mention crying, dude. I used to be uh, really into that band. Like they have that old uh, album, Get Old. I don't know if you ever listened to that, but it was it was like almost a more like Nintendo bedroom pop sounding, like more than a. It's their... like get with an E at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely for our listeners, you should check that out. Like, if like just because of the fact we have little Geronimo, little Geronimo, and uh, we've been talking about Coletta, just like if you want something with a vibe, definitely check them out because that's. Ah, it's beautiful. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that but, wraps things up, right? Yeah, we can plug the socials. Um, you can find us, the demo team, pretty much anywhere. Look up at demo team podcast. We'll be there. Either Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're all over the place. If you follow us on Facebook, we have a shit ton of memes. Instagram, we got memes. We're, we're the meme suppliers. We will give you what you need to laugh. But uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Ryan slash slash. On Twitter, it's got a number one at the end. But that pretty much wraps it up for me. David, Moses, either one of you want to plug your social? Uh, yeah, I mean, shoot. You know, you can find me on Instagram at Pottinger.david. And then on Facebook, David Pottinger. Hit me up. Let's chat. What about you, Moses? Um. Well, first thing, I forgot to ask uh, Little Geronimo if they were fans of The Offspring. I thought it would have came up. 
I mean, uh, they mentioned a lot more '90s bands than I thought they would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they I actually like, didn't I, mention like bands that weren't even from the '90s, and they gotta <laughs> put them up there, which I thought was kind of funny. But um, I am through being Mo on Instagram. And yeah, thank you for listening. This has been the Demo Team Podcast. Please follow us. Please listen. Please comment. Subscribe. Everything down below. Invite us. Wherever you are. Just find us. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Later. <laughs> okay.